Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today on Live Daily News, the San Angelo School Board will officially say goodbye to retiring Superintendent Dr. Carl Detloff. Also, a Sonora man was arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and a drug dealer was busted in Colorado City with enough fentanyl to kill everyone in the Metroplex. I'm Yantis Green, and this is Live. We'll get to the news in a minute, but first, business in 2024 will require a reliable, fast internet connection. And let me let you in on a little secret. When San Angelo Live launched the exclusive live streaming video content initiative, we shopped around for the fastest, most reliable fiber network in San Angelo and found Conterra Networks. We are connected to the internet via Conterra's 1 gig up and 1 gig down fiber internet. Conterra Networks provides access to a business-oriented network. That means to bring you this live stream, we aren't competing with your kids' downloads of those 3 gig large game downloads for a Nintendo Switch. We require serious internet to broadcast live to five major platforms like YouTube and Facebook. If you're in business and you're serious like us, so that means you need a serious internet connection. Call Todd Smith at Cantera Networks to get, uh, to get serious about your internet at 325-716-8340. That's CanteraNetworks.com. Or you can call Cantera, the Cantera guy on his cell phone with, for a no-obligation quote. Todd Smith, 325-716-8340. In the news, the San Angelo ISD Board of Trustees will say goodbye to Superintendent Dr. Carl Detloff this evening. Detloff announced his retirement earlier this year. After a nationwide search, the district hired Dr. Christopher Moran from the White House ISD back in November. Dr. Moran will begin his duties January 1st. The San Angelo School Board meets in regular session at 545 this evening. And Tom Green County Sheriff's deputies arrested 40-year-old Abel Rodriguez of Sonora on Sunday on a warrant out of Sutton County for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Rodriguez was booked into jail at 12.35 p.m. Sunday and released a few hours later after posting $10,000 bond. And a shooting suspect is dead after sparking a shootout with police on 6th Street in Austin yesterday. According to the Austin Police Department, the armed suspect went into a bar on 6th Street and police were dispatched to the area. Video shows the suspect pulling a gun on the cops and firing on them. Police returned fire, killing the gunman at the scene. That video is extremely graphic. You can see it, though, at your discretion on SanAngeloLive.com. And a suspected drug dealer was busted in Colorado City with enough fentanyl to kill everyone in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. According to the Texas Department of Public Safety, the suspect was caught with over 44 pounds of meth and 12 pounds of fentanyl. Read more on that story at sanangelolive.com as well. 
Weather-wise, West Texans can expect mild and seasonal weather for the first half of this final week before Christmas. Look for afternoon highs in the 60s, overnight lows in the 40s and 50s. There is no rain in the forecast for the first half of the week. That all changes Thursday with an upper-level disturbance bringing rain chances to the area. There's a 30% chance of rain Thursday and Friday and a 40% chance of rain on Saturday. Christmas Eve looks dry at the moment, as does Christmas Day. Barring any major changes in the forecast, San Angelo, unfortunately, will not have a white Christmas this year. And stay with us. Joe Hyde sits down to talk with Justin DeLoach about uh, uh, what they need to talk about, followed by sports. We'll be right back after this word from the Bass Bunch. You'll love this all-new 24 Ford Mustang with a 10-speed select shift transmission. That's fancy tech talk for it's a really cool car. Right now, you can get a brand new 2024 Ford Mustang for just $33,999. That's a great price for a sports car. Only a gym. Boy, it's a lot of reading today, so. We are recording three, two, the 2023 Texas high school football season wrapped up over the weekend in Arlington at AT&T Stadium. There were some great matchups that came down to the wire and others who dominated their respective state title matchups to garner their school's state championships. We hosted a special edition of Cover One last Friday to talk about the, the first six games in the championships, so check out our YouTube and Facebook page for highlights and detailed analysis over the first uh, two days. Here are the results for, for the, the last two days on the games over the weekend. On Friday, uh, Anna beat Chapel Hill for the 4A Division I title, 26-0. Gilmer downed Belleville, 28-26 in the 4A Division II game. And Alito's 51-8 win over Smithson Valley wrapped up uh, the games on Friday. On Saturday, the big schools finally clashed as Portnetch's Grove won 20-17 over South Oak Cliff in dramatic fashion in the 5A Division II matchup. Uh, Duncanville and DeSoto both snagged blowout wins against Galena Park North Shore and Humble Summer Creek for the 6A titles. The 2023 football season may be over, but be on the lookout for our uh, Cover One postseason awards. Uh, these awards are where we recognize the top players around the Concho Valley this football season. And of course, for more sports, be sure to tune in every day at sanangelolive.com forward slash sports. If you have been injured, call Jay Chandler Law. You want an honest partner who will tell it to you straight. A proven advocate right here in town. Together, let's hold them accountable. For over 20 years, you have helped Carpet Tech make a real difference at Christmas with your donations of new unwrapped toys for local children in need. Tis the season once more. Buy one room of carpet cleaning and get one free. Give your toy donation to our technician when he comes to clean and you get a free room of carpet cleaning. All donations support Children's Advocacy Center. Give a gift and get a gift of free carpet cleaning from Carpet Tech. Will you help us make a local child's Christmas a little brighter this year? Well, welcome back. I'm Joe Hyde. I'm the publisher of San Angelo Live. I'm joined today with Mr. Justin Deloach, who is the Chief Executive Officer Big Hona over there at the Children's <laughs> Advocacy Center. And Justin, welcome on the show. Well, thank you, Joe, for having me. Glad to be with you. For those who don't know what you do, what the Children's Advocacy Center does, 
kind of explain your mission. Sure. So for over 32 years, we've been here in San Angelo and the Concho Valley. So that's since like 1991. 1991, yes, sir. And we saved Desert our first Storm. child. I know, right there in the <laughs> early 90s, you know, because child abuse apparently wasn't a thing in the 80s, but we're sitting here learning so much more now. Uh, but over 32 <laughs> years, we have been in our community to ensure every child has a safe and nurturing home. That is our mission that we carry out every single day through our four programs. Mm -hmm. And we serve, like I said, not only just San Angelo, but the Concho Valley as a whole. So you have a whole bunch of programs programs there that, yes. that kind of explain how those programs touch the community. Sure. So our four main programs, our first one is our Hope House, which was our original uh, program. This is the forensic interview side of the CAC. So any alleged child abuse, especially physical or sexual child abuse, um, those forensic interviews of that child take place at the CAC. And that's, what, that's where the, the, the police officer will go and gather the evidence and decide yes. whether or not to charge um, and, and, you know, basically doing the child interviews, which are That's very right. difficult. Yes. And so it's, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to talk to a child about a serious incident no. like this, but it's very, um, very challenging at times. And we're really grateful, Joe, because with our new campus, we have law enforcement on site with us along with Child Protective Services. Do you work with both the sheriff and the, and the San Angelo yes, Police Yes, sir. Department? So San Angelo Police Department and Tom Green County Sheriff. And then all the counties that we service directly, we work with their law enforcement as well. It seems like there's a lot of cases of this. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a continuous thing uh, in our news coverage. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of the felonies, I mean, a good percentage of the felonies are that. And I would say that a lot of, I mean, I'm just looking at the news as an observer because mm -hmm. I have to report on it a lot. And, <laughs> um, it seems like between that and domestic violence, and we usually pull off on domestic violence. We don't report those. Sure. But there's a lot of that going on. And what will happen on the back end of some of these domestic violence things we don't report on you'll have one of these child cases come up. Yes. Well, and what a lot of people don't understand is abuse is abuse, whether it is through domestic violence, whether it's through child crime witness, whatever the case may be, if a child experiences a traumatic experience that then has the lasting effects, that can lead to many different things. And really some of the stats now, Joe, is one in six kids are sexually abused by their 18th birthday. So it's about 20%. Right. So mm -hmm. if you look at throughout the state of Texas, over 64,000 kids received services from a CAC throughout the state in 2023. And so if you break that down, so in the 5,800 individuals we're serving in San Angelo, you know, you probably know a child sexual abuse victim and you just don't realize it because like you're saying, there's a lot of open investigations that a lot of times we can't share those with the public, but it is happening and it's mm -hmm. happening here in San Angelo. And sometimes it is familial where it's somebody in their family but then there are times that it is true perpetrators that are working to get these kids and it's it's just something we all have to be vigilant especially about. with social media and, and the way the internet is today and everyone's online uh it's easy you know that kind yes, of thing so very much so all right so in addition to the hope house Yes. So we have our court appointed special advocate, which is our CASA program. This is the one that most people are familiar with. It's CASA volunteers within our community mm -hmm. that serve the best interests of a child. Now, this is a child whose home is determined by a court of law. So what that means is the child has been removed from their permanent living. Mm -hmm. And so now the courts are trying to figure out what is the best option for that child. So an advocacy can take the place of an attorney or a civilian. That I is correct. I, yes. I, I have to, <laughs> I don't know how you call it, say a non-attorney or an attorney. Yes. So. It's like an ad litem is appointed to the child, so I then see. that interest of the child is ad always litem, at the forefront. That's one of those fancy words. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so basically saying not a lawyer, not the judge, <laughs> but somebody that has the court's authority to speak on behalf of the child. Right, right. Yes, and sir. that's important in a lot of these a lot of these cases. When you know every every I always I always tell my guys every female you see on the booking report is a potential CPS case, and that's it's very right. expensive for all law enforcement across the state. 
but you see it all the time. And, and in fact, the Dallas Morning News had a, had a news article about the number of women uh, has increased in the, in the penitentiary. Right. Um, and since uh, 2009 or so, so over the mm -hmm. last 14 years, it's, it's been a growing trend. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that's, you know, like I said, you, you don't just have that one person who's a perpetrator. You might have two, three, four kids who that's are exactly attached right. to that case. Right. Well, a lot of times, Joe, when we get into these investigations, we find out that there's multiple victims. And so it may not be just a sibling group. It could be another total different family that had an experience with this perpetrator. And so when you get into the legality of that, you know, a lawyer may now have to be researching five or six cases, which wow. is now taking up more time. And then also you still have to have the best interest of the child in the forefront. And so that's where the CAC comes in is because of our nonprofit status, we can serve these children mm -hmm. with no price tag necessarily connected to it. There is a price tag and it's a very expensive price tag because child abuse is not cheap. But when we have these CASA advocates that are going into the courts and then they're the ones that are meeting the kids, they're going to wherever they're at, whether they're in San Angelo, Houston, Austin, because that's another thing a lot of folks don't realize is a lot of the foster kids do not get to stay in San Angelo. Right. So when they're pulled from their home because of the child abuse, not only are they now having to meet a new family, but they're going to a new school school, new friends, and then again, there's travel added to that, and then they're stationed or they're, they're put in a place where they could be there for two weeks or they could be there for two months. One, one of the things <laughs> that I've learned over the years, and, the, and this is anecdotal, is there's not a whole lot of foster homes available. No, sir, there's not, unfortunately. So what, what, how do you deal with that? Do, when someone can't get a foster home, they have to like stay do you have a location for them? Well, so we don't have a local location in San Angelo. Now, there's some uh, centers across the state that we can utilize, and the Department of Family and Protective Services manages that aspect of it. But foster homes are in short supply. And if we, if anybody is looking to try to serve a child, that is one of the ways that is the biggest way to serve mm -hmm. because you can open your home. Because a lot of times, these cases, they may go for six to two to, I mean, six to eight months to two years. And if these kids are having to bounce around because one placement is now and they have to go to another one. And can you imagine, you know, most of us had probably fairly normal childhoods, right? right. Um, so can you imagine bouncing around from place to place, not yeah. knowing if you're loved? Exactly. You know? Well, and then not knowing where your next stop's going to be because about the time you maybe feel like you're in a normal spot again, you're move. it's going to be up, uprooted. And then you still at this whole time, the child is facing the court system. So, and we all know there's challenges within that, whether that be directly with their perpetrator, with their family or other victims. And so it is one of those areas that when someone's wanting to serve the CAC, CASA is the way to go because it takes about 10 to 11 hours a month to dedicate to a child that's really? in the court system. Okay. And so you get get to actually work hands-on with the child you now, get you to have, advocate and you don't have them. to be an attorney that's correct no it, you can be all the main requirements are being 21 years of age and be able to pass a background check because we do all of the training at the CAC and then you are sworn in, sworn in by a court judge that then makes you an ad litem to the court as a as a kind of a guess okay are they mostly girls, mostly boys is it kind so of So right now it's it's actually more probably about a 65 to 35 type percentage. So we have more women volunteers than we do men. Okay. Uh, we need more men. So if anybody out there has the heart well, to serve about, a child. What, what about the, the I, we call them patients? So you could, the, 
the clients. The children that the children. we serve. Yes, sir. Is that about 50 50? Um, so, actually, the children we serve, it fluctuates so often because uh, right now we are seeing more female victims that are in the court system. But a lot of times, again, that can change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be totally different by the end of the month, so to say. Um, but our percentages right now, we're looking about, or not percentages, but our count is about 248 kids that are currently being served by our wow. CASA here. Um, roughly about 87 volunteers serving those children. Um, and so those so numbers you could, continue you could to grow. Possibly, you're probably going to have two, maybe three uh children assigned to you as, That's as a, a class of all. It can be a possibility, yes, sir. So you can you can serve one child, and if it's a very severe case, we try to limit the volunteer's involvement because we know with one case they could be really loaded down with all the details. Mm -hmm. But if it's also one that we feel like can be managed, there's sometimes cost of volunteers who have up to three to four cases. So what do you do? Do you, these guys that are these volunteers, do they get any kind of psychological help? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of teamwork <laughs> and a lot of um, self-care that we try to promote with our volunteers. Um, you know, and that's one of the other joys about having the campus we do now, Joe, is because we have a space for those volunteers to collaborate together. Um, and we do have different things, different trainings, not only through our local CAC in CASA, but through CASA, Texas CASA, which is our state funder that helps us manage a lot of that trauma that a CASA volunteer may understand and, and get to comprehend because these kids rely on them. And so they have to learn all about their case. They learn about all the dark details of what this child's gone through. And then you have to figure out the light to mm -hmm. be in that child's life. And so there are times that we want to make sure our self-care of our volunteers is, is taken. And there's a lot of times that we'll tell a volunteer, you know, take a couple of months off, let's get you rejuvenated and get you back because it's it's not an easy conversation to have, and especially when you're advocating for over a year or two for a child. Right. All right, so you have the, the Hope House, the, the CASA. What yes. else? What else? So we also have our family and youth services. So this is our only public element of the CAC. Okay. So this is where we support families that have growing children from 0 to 17. So that can be through education in the home, development uh, of the child so they're ready for school or if there's a teenager that's you know borderline about to be in you know the ju the JJC system we, we want to make that's, sure that that's we can help juvie, support right? them. That's yeah. the, ju the juvie system. Jail. Um, <laughs> so, so basically that's that's kind of like a, a counselor. Yes. So yes. is it I, I guess trained counselor? That's correct. I don't know what training they go through I'm, I'm, <laughs> but but I've seen this before where you have a single mom who's assigned a counselor mm -hmm. doesn't cost a single mom anything and they help them with, let's say the kid's having trouble, a behavioral problem at school or something right. like that, maybe referred by the school district counselor or something like that, and they'll they'll counsel the mom and get, right. get her give her ideas and and I guess support. hold her accountable right. too. Right, it's it's you a know. support system because yeah. there is accountability on both sides, and our parent educators are the ones that go into the homes and so work directly with the families, but then our parent mentors are those that work directly with the the parents of the child because a lot of times it may just be a tweak in their daily schedule or making sure their child's doing what they're supposed to, but then there are times that we're seeing a lot of issues that need to be addressed and a lot of times the parents have to be held accountable and that's all for the best interest of the child. And so right. that's where we do see a lot of great uh, response from our community as these, these families that sign up. Uh, parent mentor program is only about a six to eight month program mm -hmm. that we can actually get everything right on track. And then our parents as teachers, which is the education program, it's about a two year program. Is that the fourth program? Uh, no. So that, well, that's, they're both in the same both program. Is, both number same. three. Yes. Number three. And All then right. four. Four. We're on to four now. <laughs> so four is our therapy department. So we actually have on-site therapy now for so all child abuse victims. when I victims. get depressed, I can go in there. Well, and 
unfortunately not you, Joe. Because but... I'm not a child. Is that what the deal is? <laughs> We're reserving our therapy services for child abuse victims. But, you know, if they ever have an opening, I'll see what I can do for you. Because we have some of the best because we are working with trauma victims. Right. And so because of the mental health crisis that we've seen not only in our, our community but throughout the state and the nation, we knew that we needed to have on-site therapy. So when a child comes to the CAC and they've experienced a traumatic experience, they're not put on a waiting list for 90 days to right. be able to see someone. They literally walk down the hall and one of our licensed professional counselors is there to, to, to help them. I've watched your career over the over the years and uh, the things I've seen you do, when you joined the, the Children's Advocacy Center, what, 2018? 2018, yes, sir. It seemed like you found your place. I did. <laughs> um, and, you've, and you've done a, a, a fantastic job because you mm -hmm. went from raising money, you were mm -hmm. development, yes. to being the CEO. Um, what, tell me about the budget and, and how it's grown over the years and, sure. and, and what pieces are paid for by the state and that kind of thing. Sure. So we are a partially a grant-funded organization. So what that means is we do receive state funding for two of our or three of our main programs. And th that funding is also regulated by all of the things that we have to do to serve a child. Right. And so, as you know, as I always tell people, that's the type of money that we have to do it a certain way or we don't have that money. Right. Uh, but it's very important because we're a part of the legislative system. So, so you're, you're uh, Hope House and the CASA program are both yes largely state largely state funded, funded. and then our, our uh, youth pro uh, family and youth services programs are also state funded but then when it comes to the bottom line we are going to offer our services no matter what and so there are times that you know there's there's uh, programs that we bring that are not state funded right. and that's where we rely on our community and so when I started at the CAC we were right under a million dollar budget that's we it. Were, that was it wow. and now we're right under a three million dollar budget because our services have increased now during that time Joe we've brought on that therapy department mm -hmm. and so we do have licensed professional counselors and so there were some salaries that added to that but then also just the service need and that's why we went from being the CAC of Tom Green County and only serving San Angelo and Tom Green County to greater West Texas because we're serving five counties directly through Hope House 10 counties through CASA, and then any child within about a 90-mile radius of San Angelo can receive a service through the CAC, and that's something that we weren't able to do well, before. Well, I think it's important also to understand that our court system, our federal, not federal, our, our district court system, reaches into Reynolds County, yes, into Concho does. County, yes. uh, and down in Schleicher County, up to uh, 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 Coke County. Coke County, i yes. got to get them all right. <laughs> Sterling County, and um, Mertzen, uh, are you in county also? Uh, yes, I think so, all the way through. So yeah. because of that, a lot of of your CPS cases could come through the Tom Green County Justice That's System. Exactly so it makes right. sense yes. that you would be a more of a regional right. um, entity than, than just a county only. Well, and we saw the need, and that was that was the biggest response during that time of our growth is we, we were anticipating it, you know, in the early 2010s after a conversation of state reform, and then the state reform happened in 2016 where we could now serve more children. Right. So, you know, prior to 2016, we could only serve one child, and it was usually for a forensic interview. We couldn't refer them. We couldn't send them to another program. Really? And that was just because of the way the legislature had written the, the law. But then in 2016, they changed that to where the CAC now had an equal seat at the table where we were helping kind of coordinate our multidisciplinary teams of law enforcement and CPS and even the district attorney's office. And so we are all sitting down talking about every allegation of child abuse in our community and then we're advocating, we're responding. And that's what the CAC does mm -hmm. is we help these organizations support their role because we're not law enforcement, we're not CPS. But what we do is ensure that child is advocated for every step of the way. Right. Now, if you watch San Angelo Live, you watch the news, you would think there's a child sex abuse case every day, <laughs> and, and it is pretty bad. 
Um, just anecdotally, what, what are the trends you, that you're seeing? And also, in addition to the trends here in the local area, in your region, I mean, I know you go to conferences and stuff like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. What is it like like in other places that are similar to San Angelo? Sure. So San Angelo is blessed right now because we are a community that does not have some of the spikes that have been seen, especially post-COVID. Um, you know, when society got back to, I guess, what we're calling normal mm -hmm. after the shutdown, there was, there was a lot of communities in the state that saw not only an uptick in just sexual child abuse, but child trafficking. And so we started to see a little bit of that due to the border and due to our closeness of the border, but no cases necessarily here but now Joe we've got one in six kids that are sexually abused by their 18th birthday that's in, and that's in your region that's that's here in the state of Texas right in our region right in our backyard so out of the state of Texas we served 64,000 kids thus far in 2023 and then what we're looking at now is when you look at our numbers we're starting to see a little bit of a trend just with how social media is working and how kids have access to some of these perpetrators and so we're rearranging our educational materials now to be more educational to parents that yes when you hand your child a cell phone you're pretty much giving them a front row seat to any perpetrator to try to contact them through all of the social media platforms and then also AI and all of the things that it's doing so now we've got you know older individuals impersonating younger individuals and trying to get these kids to respond to that and so these are all things that are starting to happen so quickly and we're working to respond so then when that does start hitting us just like we've been seeing some of the other abuse sexual or physical abuse over the years we'll have a response to that for people to be responding and being an, a, pro, a positive for these kids and not a negative so the answer to my question is pretty much the same except yes. we don't didn't have the post-covid spikes right we just we didn't have the post-covid spikes yeah. so yeah. So what, what into the future? What I mean, you went from one million to you basically since you've been there, you've grown three times. Yes. So are you looking to double it again? Or <laughs> that's a great question. So we're always going to be available to the need. So if the need does increase, especially with child abuse, we will mm -hmm. be there. But what our our goal is over the next year is we're going to stabilize our services and to see if there's a way that we can respond to the kids that we are serving, and then also open our doors to kids that maybe child abuse didn't happen, but they were so close to it that it could have affected them in some way but then also we've got to watch those trends because if the need for mental health still increases we will increase our therapy services to ensure that children in the Concho Valley are receiving those needed services because I do know there are children who go without therapy Joe and that is one of the biggest downfalls to a child as they go into adulthood is because if we don't process this trauma now and help them overcome it then they're just going to bottle it up and then when they become an adult and we all know how life is there's going to be other problems that come in their lives so we're really focused on our therapy uh, element of the of the CAC but then also and the, how ther and the therapy is not the state funded part that's, that's correct that's that's I mean you're basically you're tight you see a problem that the state legislature isn't funding yet that's correct I mean, and that's mental illness yes I mean we talk about that all the time and, yes. and so there's there's a limited amount of funds there yeah and and the thing is is what we're also seeing is we've got great partners in the community West Texas counseling and guidance and MHMR that can serve some of the population but our population does get very specific when it comes to child abuse mm -hmm. and also an open case of child abuse mm -hmm. because a lot of times a therapist would then have to share what's said in that session because it advocates for the child in their court 
uh, or in the court case. And so there's just so many barriers that there that we have to follow and manage yeah, uh, to ensure that. that the that the that the therapist feels like they're still making a difference, but also that child is still being advocated for. So I don't see us doubling necessarily over the next two <laughs> years. Um, but what I do see us doing is really addressing the needs as it's coming to our doors and then supporting our partners in what their needs are as well, because it is a joint effort and we've got to stick together to serve the children of the Contra Valley. All right, so basically you need raise what million and a half, two million a year? Usually, yes. That's where, <laughs> where, what do you do to, to raise that money? Yes. And uh, what kind of response do you have? I mean, I, do you have like, like a big banquet? I mean, kind of explain what you <laughs> we, do. We have two main fundraisers that we do a year at the CAC. And because of the generosity of the sponsors and the donors that attend those fundraisers, those are the main two that we have to host. Mm -hmm. uh, it's our Champagne and Diamonds, which comes up every Valentine's Day, February 14th. No matter the day of the week, we're always having Champagne and Diamonds uh, at the Cactus Hotel. We bring mm -hmm. in a child abuse survivor uh -huh. to tell their story. And so, so that connects dinner. it. It is a dinner, it's yes, a sir. Dinner. It's an not, evening. You have to wear a tux. Uh, you do. It's a formal occasion. Okay. So got to dress up. Now yeah. I, I do go with West Texas style. So you can just be in a tie. You still or wear have boots. You. Right, and your jeans and your boots. But you know, black tie type for the guys mm -hmm. and a formal for the ladies. But it is a great evening because this is where we do bring a child abuse survivor to San Angelo to tell their story. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these are in their 40s and 50s. And CACs were not around when their child abuse occurred. Right. So they can give you a clear picture of why having a CAC in our community really does make an impact so on these So these are kids. probably the exceptions to the rules that, that made it through yes. um, uh, into adulthood and became productive citizens, yes. which is what we need. That's exactly because right. Because if we have a problem with a child and he goes into adulthood and he still has a problem, yep. that's that's when you start getting you know more felonies. Yes, that's you know, a crime. More, well, more, more crime. They, start, they start responding to their trauma of the past in a way that an adult would respond to trauma, and that's not always a beneficial thing. Um, and usually, yes, there's the way a lot of things. That. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we, we know how it can happen, you know, and especially right. for those that don't deal. So, But Champagne and Diamonds is always on February 14th, and then we have our golf tournament, which is held every May mm -hmm. out of the San Angelo Country Club. We have a great time. This last year, we introduced a new fundraiser of a 50-50 fundraiser, where half of the pot went to a winner, and it was close to 10 thousand dollars so about five thousand dollars went back to a, a respectful and an individual that was not only respecting what the CAC was doing but wanted to help us raise some money so I loved that um, now it wasn't through gift cards because we're a nonprofit we can't just hand cash out there right. but but it was a great thing so there's different ways but another way Joe is we have child abuse prevention awareness month that comes up every April mm -hmm. so we do a ton of different events we have a, a fundraiser that we do through that just supporting uh, child abuse um, advocacy programs and that's always a great response and then we just finished up Christmas for kids just this last week for for kids in the Concho Valley so we have we are very blessed by community sport foundations philanthropy um, and we're just we're very blessed by what San Angelo provides now, us does all that I mean I'm just as curious because you're in, I'm gonna take take you take your CEO hat off for a second can do that yes. because you've been a, a prolific front fundraiser your entire professional career yes sir and you understand how to how to, how to do that do you does like organizations like CAC, they always you go through like area foundation. Mm -hmm. or is it, so you so like the the San Angel Gives thing in May. Yes, you can donate. We, we participate in that, and then we also, like I said, we do a lot of matching gifts. So if a foundation, a local foundation, gives us a gift, we also work with local donors and philanthropists that will help us match those gifts. So we're amplifying their dollars, and it's leaving a bigger legacy for those individuals. And also, what I'm I'm very enriched by Joe is a lot of people get the investment of what they're giving into because right. we are building the future through our children, and if they don't have 
this platform to help heal through what they didn't ask for, then we're really not doing our community any good service for the future. And so a lot of our donors get that. So we have a lot of recurring donors that come mm -hmm. back to the CAC. We have an, a great board of directors that helps us build those how relationships. Many are, how many people on the board? Uh, we currently have 24 uh, with, wow. with board and advisory because we also wow. have the ex officios that serve uh, on the representation of the partner side of law enforcement and CPS. Mm -hmm. um, but we, it's a, it's a great organization. And when, when the community responds, they understand what they're responding to. And that's my job too, is I want to make sure they understand the legacy that they're building, not just for one child, but for many children to come. So this is the Children's Advocacy Center. And this is Justin Deloach, the CEO. I'm very proud of you, sir. Well, thank You've you. You've done Jim. a really good job it. with that. Um, very worthwhile organization. The next big deal is Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day. All mm -hmm. the information goes out right after the first of the year, so be watching, and we'll make sure San Angelo Live has it as well. So. Well, thank you for coming on our show today, Justin. You bet, Joe. Thank you for your time. And now back to you guys in the studio. You're right. very when it comes to unique pieces you can't find anywhere else, Kano's Diamonds and Coins is your one-stop shop. With over 24 years in the diamond and coin industry, Kano's Diamonds and Coins is West Texas's choice for diamonds, jewelry, coins, silver, and gold. Owner Bill Kano stands by his work and offers free consultations, including estate jewelry. Don't just trust anyone with your valuables. Come see the staff at Kano's at 1016 West Beauregard in San Angelo. And that's our show for today. Be sure and join us again tomorrow. Until then, for the team here at San Angelo Live, I'm Yantis Green. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.